breakfast. Our guest right now is April School Superintendent Margaret Murata. And then, Margaret, thanks for joining us again this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Good morning. Hey, good morning, and uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Have you uh, celebrated <laughs> yet today? You know, I haven't celebrated yet. Maybe, maybe later. We'll see. <laughs> see what the day brings. Yeah, that'll be a that would be a good thing, and uh, and <laughs> always good. You know, that's that's all part of history, and and history is part of learning, and and learning is what you're all about. And uh, we had a story. Um, uh, we had a story. I, I can't remember the day. I want to say it was. Could have been yesterday. What's today? <laughs> Today's... They are, they're all melting together. Yeah, they are. Okay. They certainly are. But you were talking about the uh, scenarios that the uh, that you're looking at in order to uh, to get the schools, uh, I guess, back to normal, if if we can get back to normal. And and uh, why don't you go over those scenarios that, the, that you're having people look at for you? Sure. So I don't know if it's if it's normal or not, but it's open. Um, you know, I, I think it might be, you know, they're telling us it's going to be a long time before we're back to, to normal. Um, but I, I think there's a, a number of things that we're we're planning for um, as a school district um, and looking at it in different ways, which, which makes it, it hard. It, it's difficult to sort of run an organization, 17 schools, 8,000 kids, you know, 1,000 employees, um, when you know what's going to happen next, Right. Um, but but now we, we have to plan for multiple different scenarios um, for next year um, and for the summer too. So so one of them that we're looking at is opening school with social distancing, and um, that's pretty much the most optimistic case. And that would mean um, we're presently measuring all our classrooms to determine how many kids we can fit in each classroom in each school with six feet social distance. And we're finding that that leaves our schools at about half capacity. Which, which leaves us in a, in an interesting place of, of potentially needing to do, um, you know, uh, rotations of school with half the students there at any given time or some kind of a, you know, I, I don't know. We're looking at all scenarios around that. And that's, that's pretty much the best case scenario is that we're looking at some sort of a in-person rotation of school in, in September. Well, I, I uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking. Uh, I think the the story had um, uh, one of the uh, schools had the uh, uh, average class size of twenty seven, where the uh, the the way you wanted to have it was uh, twenty. Um, and under that situation, things recess looks different. Lunch is probably in the classroom. We'll be limiting interaction with um, you know cohorts of students and teachers. We won't want too much interaction between. Um, folks, so it, it would look it would look very different. Um, we uh, the other option I think is to continue remote um, learning if we if we have to, and we hope to get better at that. And we know everybody doesn't love it. Some some people do, but but most people don't. Um, and that that's a possibility. The, the third possibility is likely some sort of a hybrid of the two, where um, if we're fortunate enough to be able to be in the buildings. Um, because of the rotating schedule, some students will be learning at home parts of the day or parts of the week. Um, or maybe some students will choose just to have remote learning, um, and others will choose to be in the building. We're looking at that. And I think that's the fourth option, which is also very likely, is that um, we'll get back to school maybe with a hybrid of remote learning and, and um, in person and maybe just in person and and we'll have an outbreak and we'll have to um shut down sort of on a minute's notice. 
So we kind of have to be ready for anything at this point. I guess you, yeah, I guess you do. The things really have changed over the years, haven't they? They certainly have. They certainly have. We've got a number of um, teams that have begun planning for next year. We have a, a team that's in charge of sort of the, the physical spaces, um, and that's the team that's been out measuring um, the classrooms, that's looking at our playgrounds, that's thinking about materials, um, things like um, while a one-to-one Chromebook initiative was a luxury at the middle school and the high school in some ways, next year it's, it's in many ways going to be essential. We can't have kids sharing computers or, or things that are meant for, for fingers, so um, computers, balls, crayons. We need to rethink all those things. And I was, uh, I'm a sports fan, and, and uh, one of the things that they've been talking about for uh, for baseball, if they ever get back uh, going, which I think they will, is that the pitchers won't be able to lick their fingers anymore. And uh, and I'm just thinking, everything gets touched in school, doesn't it? It it, it really does. And you know, the the Massachusetts um, Athletic Association. Is um, is looking at you know what what would sports look like in the fall? What can we play? What is really you know safe? And uh, so far, the only thing I've heard that sort of a, a most likely go is golf. Um, you know, they're really concerned about you know whether or not and what we can play in the fall. And, and don't forget about the uh, the mosquitoes and eastern equine encephalitis. <laughs> yeah. That's another one, yep. <laughs> oh, well. Tough time. Yeah. Talking about the the kids, um, what about this year's seniors? What uh, Do you have anything planned for them? Yep, we're, we're working on that now. I actually have a meeting um, later on today about that. We have a group of parents um, and a student advisory committee working on what should the senior activities look like this year. Um, and I know um, one of the things that we're working on is a graduation celebration um, which will um, be be virtual, probably um, on the local uh, cable access TV channel. They're working with us, um, and we hope to have um, be able to have a graduation ceremony where we can uh, hand each student their um, their diploma with appropriate, um, you know, masks and social distance. Um, and a number of ten or twenty students come to a an area, probably an outdoor area at a time. They line up, you know, six feet apart. They receive their diploma. We can tape it all. We can tape the speeches, put it together into a nice presentation, and hopefully be able to air it at the time graduation would have been so that people can enjoy um, the moment. Well, that would be nice. And, and uh, you know, if you're sending your child off to college, uh, you want to know about the cash. What about uh, What about scholarships and things like that? Yes, we will be having a chapel um, and the different activities uh, surrounding the scholarships uh, as we would have in, in other other years, um, again, virtually and with social distance, but um, that's all going to occur. We're going to make sure everybody needs their, their cash even more than ever this year. Um, so those things will all occur and um, just be virtual. I think the one problem that we're really struggling with is how do you have a virtual prom? I just don't think you can do it. And um, that's really disappointing to a lot of kids. I think where the parents look forward to the graduation, for the kids, the the prom is really sort of the apex. And I think there's a lot of disappointment around that. Yeah, that's that is uh, too bad. And uh, 
yeah, gosh, the, and the school dances all up and down uh, through all the grades. That's that's always going to be a problem uh, for the time being, at least. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Margaret, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about uh, what's going to be happening for the uh, Haverhill schools this week? Um, I would just say that uh, well, we are putting out, uh, we started to do a weekly uh, video um, of hot topics that will be on our Facebook page and available to, to families. So if they're looking for um, news on the school, those will come out on Tuesday as well. Um, and um, just stay tuned and, and bear with us. We're, we're doing the best we can. It's all new. Um, and we appreciate everyone's patience and support. And if uh, somebody doesn't have the Facebook account, they probably could go to the website, the Haverhill Public School website, and then click on that little Facebook uh, logo? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll put it on our website, too. We'll, we'll have that information out there um, as far as we can spread it for folks who are, are interested. All right. Well, you keep us in the loop, and we'll uh, pass along your information as well, too. And and, uh, and I wish you the best over the next couple of uh well, I wish you the best. It's gonna. It's a challenge, isn't it? It sure is. It sure. It's interesting. It's um. You know, it's difficult and it's sad, but it is. It's an interesting challenge. So that's something. All right. At least you know that you're you're not alone. <laughs> Everybody else is sharing it with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Margaret, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll get you back in a uh, we'll get you back in a couple of weeks and uh, sooner if if needed. Thank you very much All for right, joining us today. Good. Thank you. You bet. That's uh, Haverhill School Superintendent Margaret Marana, our guest this morning here on The Wave 97.9 WHAV-FM. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV.